Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. And joining us here on A's Cast Live is the general manager of your Oakland Athletics, David Forst. David, how are you? I'm good, Tony. How you doing? Well, you know, sometimes when the star player goes down, someone else has to step up and keep the ball rolling. That's what I'm doing. Brody Brazil's out right now. It feels a little bit like feels a little bit like your big league and us in the studio, but you know, call it whatever you want. <laughs> now, yeah, the bottom line is somebody's got to keep it going, right? Fair enough. Uh, how happy are you for your two guys getting in the futures game? I know we talked about last year with Shane Langoliers, but now with Sodi and Lawrence Butler, yeah. how great yeah. is that for 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 you for the front office to have guys like that in a game like this? It's such a, it's such a great experience for those guys, and and Shay is a great example of someone who used it as kind of a launching point to, to get here, I think just a few weeks after that. So, um, yeah, we've had a lot of guys playing that game uh, in past years, and it's, it's worked out great to be there, be around all those other great players, just sort of experience uh, the weekend in Seattle and, and be part of it. I, I'm really excited for both T- Tyler and Lawrence. Yeah, I think about that. You get to be in the big league ballpark. You kind of get to really size up yourself against the other top prospects yeah. in the game. I, that, that's also very interesting. It is. And, and if you know Tyler and Lawrence, you know neither one of them lack for confidence. So I think they're going to feel like they fit in perfectly in that dugout. They're going to enjoy being there. I know we've always talked about the all-star break and it's the break, but really this is the start of the second half tonight. Do yeah. you view it that way? That we we're, we're Last night after that win against the Yankees, I'm sure you're real happy about that. That was 81 games. Today is the start of the second half. Yeah, I think we use it a little bit as a, as a measuring point. I mean, obviously so much of what we do is – based on numbers and what you're you know what you're trending towards or what you're projecting to and and you look at the first half and say okay you know some things you want to continue some things we want to put behind us and I know Mark and the staff will use it with with the guys on the field and say hey you know whether you want to start clean or you want to keep doing something you've been doing it is it is kind of a nice marker to know like we've got 81 behind us and you know let's see how we do in the next 81. I think about Scott Emerson, who joined us earlier today, and and we know how much this means to him, and this has been really tough on him, 
and he's grinded through it. And that's why I wanted to highlight him, not only on Ace Cast Live, on Ace Cast, even on NBC. I've tried to get it on here on the, on the TV shows, just trying to, because it's easy to coach when everything's going good. It's not easy when things aren't. And we're seeing that we're seeing the numbers get so much better. How proud are you of the job Scott Emerson has done with this pitching staff? And talk about the growth you've seen in them. Look, it, it's impossible not to see the progress that our, our pitching staff has made from you know from April or early May, whatever marker you want to use. And I mean, the the thing we know about Emo, and, and he's been in the organization so long. You talk about a guy who who worked his way up. He, he coached at every level from, you know, rookie ball, instructional league all the way up. And, uh, you know, I think he and Bushy ended up at a lot of spots together. But, but you know, Emo knows what it takes. He knows that you don't just go out there and you, you roll the balls out in the bullpen. There is a, a routine to the day. There's a grind and, and a work ethic that it takes to make progress. And, you know, the one thing we never have to worry about is that is that Emo, and this applies to a lot of the guys in that coaching room, Emo's going to put in the work and he's going to study and he's going to take these things personally and and you know maybe probably more so than he should because he's not the one out there pitching he he takes it personally when we don't perform and it, it it's hard on him i know he's lost some some nights of sleep but uh yeah. it's really nice that some of the work is paying off i mean that I, I, right there it's like you can only do so much you don't pitch you don't hit and you know, tommy ever same thing i mean there's only so much i mean that that's gonna be the toughest thing is you're in that dugout and you're living and dying with every pitch and every at bat yeah i mean i think i think the hardest thing when you know when you're not one of those 26 guys and whether you're the manager you're you're the coach your front office you're a scout whatever and you're watching it's it's just sort of the lack of control and you you it's something you have to learn as a coach and understand like you can do everything right on your end and you can give everybody the right information and you can work all day and all night and and fix someone as much as you possibly think and then they go out and it doesn't sort of the result doesn't happen on the field you you can't necessarily feel responsible for that and it's i think it's something that coming through the minor leagues as a coach you learn and it serves you well once you get here and for you because you know at the top (laughs) of the pyramid there's you right and you gotta you can't freak out because if you freak out then everybody's freaking out you you gotta be that you gotta be the papa bear and you gotta be the guy that's like hey don't worry about it we're gonna get through this i mean what's that like for you to where you've got to make sure you manage down that keep working hard everything's gonna be okay yeah it's it's hard it's one of the harder parts of the job is again going back to the idea of not having control over what goes on and and being okay with it and like you said making sure everyone around you is okay with it so um i don't know if you if you've been around but our uh, our mental skills coach dr ben strack is in town and uh, i'm hoping everybody takes advantage of his presence here for a few days because um because it's it's such a huge part of our day to day is is the the emotional you know emotional control mental skills all this stuff that you don't see behind the scenes but it 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 affects everybody from from the field on up did you know he was my college teammate at San Jose State? We've talked about it, yes. We, no. when, when he and I first were introduced uh, in the offseason, we talked about you. So, yes, I did know that. Did you think, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I saw his CV, and it looked pretty impressive. So I wasn't, wor- uh, I wasn't worried about it. <laughs> uh, I've been dealing with Townsend all these years, another San Jose <laughs> State guy. No, but, I mean, that is, you know, that is such the thing. You know, we were talking about that with, with, with uh, Emo earlier is that, 
everybody's got these physical skills, which you try and tell the fans out there what makes guys special here. It's 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 the mental part of the game. Yeah. Which that is the part that really separates everybody. Well, well, yeah. I mean, just look at last night's game. You've got you know May and Mole in the eighth and ninth inning, both in you know high pressure situations with you know with what was a loud crowd on both sides. There were a lot of Yankees fans here, and you know both guys have the ability. You just you know over the course of their careers, they've learned how to tune out you know tune out the moment a little bit and how to slow things down, and that that's the difference between getting an out and not. Yeah, I think about the bullpen, too, becoming a strength. I'm not going to say that, you know, you got roles when you're 21 and 60, but are you starting to really see, like, okay, now we got a semblance. When, when we've got a game that we think we can win, we've, we've kind of got a recipe of how to get this and, and get it to the final 27th out. Yeah, I think we've settled in a little bit. I'll give Mark and, and Emo and Mike McCarthy a lot of credit. We've, we've thrown a lot of different – names at them and you know we've moved in you know sammy long and lucas ursag and richard lovelady those guys weren't even in the organization when we broke camp and those guys have come in and played important roles and we've moved guys up and down obviously you know now brought in yaxel rios we moved fuji from those rotation to the bullpen Waldachuk's kind of got this you know hybrid role now and they've done a great job of exactly what you said sort of finding roles and when we do have a chance to win a game making sure the guys are lined up and you know to Bring in Lucas last night in the sixth inning, get those two outs, send him back out, and then have it lined up where, you know, May's the guy who's pitched in the ninth inning a lot, but the matchup was better in the eighth inning, and Kotz has done a really good job with that. Did you expect Ursig to be this good? <laughs> um, you know, you just never know. I mean, we knew he had a great arm. We've seen him since he converted to a pitcher. We've seen him a lot. Our scouts have seen him. You sort of follow him, and... You know, the position we were in luckily allowed us to take a chance on a guy like that that the Brewers didn't have a spot for in the big leagues. But, man, he has been a revelation. I think about if Danny Jimenez and Zach Jackson were here. Yeah. I know that's been tough, but that's two power arms that you relied on last year that he expected the growth this year. I mean, man, how much better your bullpen if you had those two guys. Where are we with them, and do you think we'll see either of them anytime soon? I know Zach got put on the 60-day. Uh, yeah, and Danny was on the 60-day right away. I, I think we're, we're getting close to both guys. They're both close to the mound, and they're, they're making good progress. Both, just, you know, both of their injuries were things we really needed to take, take our time with. So um, I do think we're going to get them back here in the second half. I'm looking forward to it. We, you know, going back to the idea of what you can control, you know, we, we try not to play the what-if game around here. We'd, we'd love to have those guys, and we'll be thrilled when they get back. But, um, but right now we're doing a really nice job with who's here. And Drew Rusinski, the, the injuries just keep piling up, and I feel so yeah. bad for him is that here he's coming over from Korea, he's back in the United States, and it's like this just this great thing for his family and just all these it's just injury after injury after injury. I mean that that just has to be driving you nuts. Yeah, yeah, you just couldn't be unluckier than Drew has been. Starting with the hamstring strain right before we broke camp. Um, and then, you know, he had the stomach illness originally went in the IL and, and just all these things have cropped up. So you feel bad for him. He is, you know, such a good, sincere guy. He's wanted to be out there as much as possible. And, and these things just keep popping up. So uh, I know he's got a couple other doctor's appointments this week. We'll see what we can do for him. 
are your guys itching like 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 you you're so used to the draft would have already happened by now and you're sending guys out and you're doing i mean are your guys itching getting ready because the draft's coming up soon it is we start our meetings on sunday everybody's really looking forward to it and uh, you know mlb had the combine last week in phoenix i got to go down there for about a day and a half and we had a group of about 10 of our you know cross checkers and scouts there you know both watching the workouts but also you know meeting with close to 40 players you get these one-on-one meetings really get to dig in and find out you know what makes guys tick so it's it's a really good event mlb does it gives us some insights but um but it all starts sunday when we get in that room you're so used to being late in the first round that's like yeah we, we, you know, we don't know who's that, falling that's a good problem to have is being late in the correct. first round <laughs> you don't know who's gonna fall to you but here you i mean you could have a certain guy fall i mean have you guys been mapping it out do you play that like we i mean because with the nfl yeah. and the nba draft you know how we do that uh how do you now that you're closer to the top who knows who could fall to you it's true yeah we've done a lot of that speculating and and a lot of it is probably a waste of time until you really get to (laughs) july 9 but there's been some good stuff written out there kylie mcdaniel the espn wrote a really good mock draft where he talked about some of the ways that the top of the draft can go and um, it's interesting most of the mock drafts right now have this sort of group of five guys and in various orders but talk about a group of five and then it being wide open starting where we pick at six but you know, once once sort of brass tacks gets involved and you talk about slots and money and egos on, on guys, it, it tends to, to move around. So I think we'll be ready for anything. How much does the combine maybe help a guy in the first round? Obviously into the second round and third round where there's more money. You know, with the fact that you really get to talk to guys, how much do you think a combine can help a young player? I think those guys after the first round, second, third, fourth round guys have a chance to really make a jump. And, and, you know, Mason's kind of the poster boy for the combine. He went out, lit up some radar guns and really jumped up a lot of boards. We were lucky to be able to grab him in the third round where we did. Um, But it is it can be eye opening to watch some of these guys who are a little further off the radar, take BP or throw a bullpen or, you know, whatever the case. most of the so quote first round guys are are just there for interviews. They don't do a lot of stuff on the field, um, but it's a really good opportunity for some of the other guys to to improve their stock. And we haven't asked you about Mason in a while. How's he doing? And do you think we'll see him again this year? I hope so. Uh, you know, he's been slow to bounce back, and you know, we know with his history and some of you know some of his his other issues, he's um, he takes a little while to bounce back. But um, you know, we're we're still going to keep on the path with him rehabbing we'll probably know more after the all-star break but I'm, I'm hoping we still see him is there a point where you're look because i know the great thing is now we can sit here and you can watch games in, in vegas is there kind of like itching going I'm, I'm liking my young guys i'm liking my young guys we're gonna want to see some at bats up here are you, are you starting to feel that a little bit not quite yet i mean you look at some of the guys we've brought up previous years you know as late as you know mid late august who still get a full five six weeks in the big leagues and it's a it's a good amount of time to get their feet wet let us evaluate them so i, I don't think we're quite there yet uh that said we've got some guys having some really good years triple a and double a i'm gonna get a yeah. chance to see vegas play the next couple of days i'm gonna be out there tomorrow and friday and hopefully get to midland right after the draft to see those guys so we're we're getting close to the time where uh yeah we're you know as as we always say guys are gonna start forcing our hand well, yeah, it's it's nice that we can really talk like, hey, looking at Midland and then now looking at Triple. You got guys who are, who are trying to force their way 
versus at times you're like, I don't even know what the hell we got down there. <laughs> well, hopefully that's never the case. So if <laughs> if it is, I need to ask you need to ask the guys in the office what's going on. But uh, no, it's it's been fun to watch those box scores. We watch a lot of the video every night, and you know, see the you know we talked about Lawrence, but also Brett Harris, Daryl Hernandez, Denzel Clark there in Midland, all making a push. Logan Davidson finally made his way to AAA and is off to a good start. So there's a lot of good things going on. Well, great stuff as always. We truly appreciate the time, and uh, we can actually say it. Good luck in the second half because it starts tonight. Sure does. Thanks, Thanks, Chris. The general manager of your Oakland Athletics, David Forrest. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.